Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. We're back. We're black. We're ambition, 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 ambition. Hey, Mandra. Hey, you were giving a little Looney Tunes flavor today. I was. I was like, as a '90s baby, I'm here for it. Hey, you. How's it going? Hey, how are you? Good. I got. Um, can you tell I have lashes? Like. I, you know, I not wish like I could um, tell, but I always get the blurry Tiffany on on this oh, here you do? podcast stew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I look like you. I was you like, look, oh, look at me. Like, you like look Mandy. gorgeous. Something your high pony always makes you look perky. <laughs> and like, let's go, team. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I literally, I was looking at your lashes. I was like, why do my um falsies like look like Mandy's every day? I'm like, are you even wearing mascara, Mandy? Uh, I am. I am indeed. Okay. So don't feel bad. Uh, yeah. Rio and I got together. He watched me get ready today. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> he, he's got blush on his cheeks and eyeshadow in his eyes and Lord knows <laughs> yeah, what that's, else. That's cute. You look gorgeous. <laughs> Thank mm. you. So do you. You know, I want to bring back our OG segment, B.A. Buzzworthy. We okay. can, maybe we should call it the B.A. Buzz. Let's just come up with a new. Okay, I like that. B.A. Buzz. There seems to be a lot happening in the news that's yes. highly relevant to the pockets yes. these days. I'm my husband and I sat down last week just to have like a financial check-in because now that I have my own business, he's like, hey, you, like, <laughs> you making money? I mean, just let me know if I need to stop watching these Rolex YouTube videos. <laughs> um, and so we had like a real heart-to-heart, like where we're at in our finances and um, this government shutdown, he will be impacted. So mm. today we're taping on the 25th. The government, Congress, our elected officials have until the 30th to make a budget plan, make a budget deal, or okay. the government will shut down 4 million workers, including my husband, um, will be instantly furloughed. But here's the shitty thing. He still is going to have to go to work because I know in the last shutdown, which was a couple of, it was 2019, he was home for over a month. Or he was, sorry, he was furloughed for over a month, but he still had to go in because if you're designated essential, you have to mm. show up and work for no pay. Uh, Do you ever get that money back? Well, thanks to a law that went into effect in 2019, now if you're a federal employee, you are guaranteed to get your back pay. So at okay. least you can show up to work knowing, okay, I'm going to get a pay. But you don't get paid though. Like you have That's to wait crazy. for it. Um, That's very Nigeria. No shade to my Nigerians, but like literally, <laughs> for real, like so many teachers and and government officials and police officers, you know, they, you know, there's this pause and pay for whatever political reason, and they hope they get it, you mm -hmm. know, back. 
Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's really scary though. Cause I mean, who can afford to work for free? I'm saying. Nobody. So I did look up some resources though, cause, and I'll give my husband some credit. He was like, you should talk about this on the podcast and listen to him. He never brings up a podcast if he can afford it. <laughs> anyway, so he said that um, a couple of banks actually, USAA and Penn okay. Fed Credit Union are offering yes. 0% interest loans up to $6,000. Okay. Don't get excited unless you already have an account with them because they have to have an account there. And you have to, there's some, you know, uh, some rules. I think for USAA, you have to specifically have direct deposit from a federal employee, like paycheck system going into your account. But if you, you know, hit the requirements and you are going to need a bridge for the next you know, potentially month plus, I don't know how long it could be. That's mm-hmm. for sure an option. Um, mm-hmm. But then I wanted to, and also banks, like if you, for example, if you're worried about having late payments on your credit cards, you need to not make your credit card payment, um, which I think we've talked about in the past. Sometimes mm-hmm. when it comes to times like these, keep food on the table, you yeah. know, let the light bill go, whatever, whatever you have to do. But in the, like, at least call your, whether it's utilities, your creditors, you know, the the subscriptions that you have and ask them if they have any sort of like, um, uh, they're going to waive late fees or waive interest rate, interest payments, or, you know, waive maybe the bill for the month, potentially. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's worth asking. I feel like there's been so many pauses, like, you know, with the, um, the, the was it the writer's strike? Writer's and for, the actor's strike. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think I just I just read on um, Cheska Lee, um, Francesca, uh, I can't remember her last name, um, that they've come to a tentative mm-hmm. agreement that, you know, she says that they are fairly pleased with. So that's great because it's been like, what, a hundred and like, what, three months or something? It's been the entire summer, mm. you know, like these studios and we're heading into fall. This is when all the new shows should be coming back. Mm-hmm. And these studios are sweating. And mm-hmm. I... I'm down for, listen, did we miss some content this year, that this summer? And did some projects get postponed maybe indefinitely and screwed over because of the strike? Yeah. Yes. But the power of the force of a union is on full display here for these yeah. workers to go on strike um, and to have been so widely supported across the, you know, they done made Drew Barrymore cancel, re-cancel her show. Well, she was like... I think, and you know, Drew's so sweet. She's like, I yes. think like I can do this in a way where we're all happy. And they were like, yeah, mm, since girl, you tried it. <laughs> they said, you, but she should have just sat down and ate your food. <laughs> she really wanted everyone to just like come together. And it yeah. was like, um, so I was just kidding. There will be no yes. episodes. Anyway, but the power. So I was reading kind of like what might be in the agreement. And I know the biggest thing is AI and the threat from AI of like, are you like taking scripts from shows written by writers and downloading into the AI bot system and they can create, create, create a new script based on this script by Shonda Rhimes for Grey's Anatomy, you know? And then just the fact that when you're, and I, and I, and I'm, you know, we're all in, you know, consuming this content on these streamers, you know, and, and back in the day when you would have episodes get into reruns and in syndication, mm-hmm. you would get tons of like people would get royalties, yes. not just the actors, but the, the, the grips, people who yeah. write, you know, people who work in the background, makeup, hair, that kind of thing. So now with these streamers, there's no such thing as like syndication. It's like, oh, you're mm. on a streamer now. So the agreement hopefully will have something in there where they can 
actually make a little bit on the back end, like when their stuff yeah. gets picked up by these streamers. Um, but I'm 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 happy for them that it looks like it's working. That it yeah. that it worked because even like the like one of the proposed the proposed things that studios wanted to do is like let's just say you're an extra. They wanted to be able to basically clone your physical, like you're you're an extra, and they can use you as an extra in anything indefinitely, forever and ever and ever. I'm <laughs> like, I just, mm. I'm like, do you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? You know, yeah. and it's just like it's just so predatory. I just been finding that a lot lately. Even like you know, like I discussed, I think I don't know if it was last week how I'm making transition in the budget nista to not dance so much for a dollar, and I've been having conversations with different organizations about what partnership might look like and. The thing that always pisses me off the most is when somebody negotiates with me as if I have not run four successful companies in the last 15 years and made over $50 million. And I'm just like, Mm. do you think I'm stupid? Like there was one organization in particular who, like, I don't believe, well, I don't particularly care for the pure affiliate method. So for those of you not um, familiar, when you're an affiliate partner, you say, hey, I love this pair of shoes. And then you share the shoes wherever you share them, email, text, social media, whatever. And when someone clicks on your link, you get um, a piece of, so let's say the shoes are $10 and they're going to give you a dollar. So every time they sell a shoe, you get a dollar, they get nine. And so on the surface, it seems like, oh, that's fair. It's not. Because let's just say, I say, I love these shoes. And what typically happens when I see something on social media, I think to myself, those are cute shoes. And then I see them again. Can you post them? Those are cute shoes. And then one day, two, three months later, I'm on wherever. And I'm like, let me go ahead and buy these shoes. Where's your link? I don't know. I'm not even thinking about you and your link. But you've Mm -hmm. introduced those shoes to me. Where is the compensation for that? And then you will, that person or a series of influencers or people will have infused this company with all these new customers, only a portion of which, a small portion of which, because everyone's not, not ready to buy in that moment. Mm-hmm. A small portion of which will purchase directly from that person's link, but now you've grown your business large, largely off the backs of these influencers, and then you get to sell it for a hundred million dollars, you know, as a bro, and you get, you know, you get to roll in a dough. And I have built many a fintech company without knowing when I first started. I mean, I've put ten thousand plus people into apps only to find they were sold for like, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And I'm like, wait, 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 mm. hold up, wait a minute. And so now the conversation is like, you want me to send, well, one, the, the product or service always has to be good. You know, I've never shared a thing that I did not believe in or use or whatever myself. You know, me and Mandy be going back and forth, even with the show. We're like, mm, wait, what, what, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're like, who? Take what? To take what vitamin? No, 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 no. You know, so we're always very, you know, particular about like here, but just in our personal lives too, like in our personal brands. Um, and so one, that it has to pass that test of like, do I really believe in this thing? And then two now, um, it's not for every, cause some of them, it doesn't really make sense to do this, but especially for these like startups, I'm like, I ask for equity, mm. right? Pay me on back end. And they're like, I'm like, I'm sorry, you want 10,000 dream catchers? So you yeah. can then go and raise your, your past seed round. You could raise a round B, C. So you mm-hmm. can sell it for, and then what I get $4 a person? No. Then go, go pick somebody else. I said, because over here, I don't just get people to sign up. We change behaviors over here. Mm-hmm. 
And so when I send a dream catcher to a product or service, we teach them how to use it, how not to use it, how to infuse it in their life in a way that's going to be meaningful. You have a lifelong user and black women over indexed in the consumption of financial education tools. Mm -hmm. And I only know that because it's a big financial company. The CEO and I became friends and he shared that he was like, that women take up 70% of these fintech like tools, 70% of the women, at least for his like $50 million company were, um, of the people that use the tool were women. And of that 70%, over 50% were black women. So I was like, so I built your company. And he was like, and they say, hey. mm. and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. You know, I'm not. And so like, that is the, like, it's almost like what I love is that what Mandy and I do are like, uh, um, same side or different sides of the same coin, like negotiating, negotiating always for like, what does fair look like? And so that's what I'm navigating now. Like, what does fair look like? Like, I'm looking for partnerships. I'm not looking for you to show, throw me a coin or two, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are an influencer and you really drive value, consider having the equity question. What would that look like? I sent 2,000 people, 10,000 people, or if they're not willing to, you know, pay an equity, maybe it's already a huge company already, increase, like, don't treat me, this is what I at least tell them, don't treat me like somebody off the street. Mm-hmm. If someone else can sign up for your affiliate program and get $25, I need 50 because I'm not the same, you know, mm-hmm. always negotiating more. And now more and more, which I love is that we're negotiating more on the front end. And even if I don't get equity in the company, I'm getting percentage on the back end. Percentage you know? of like sales? So sometimes it's like this. So, um, for example, there's a company that we use that I really like for debt consolidation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, there's only like maybe two or three that I really like that I have, that I, I've set my sisters to, they had good experiences and I'm like, okay. And so it used to be, we'll pay you, like make it up a number $25 person that signs up. And I was like, yeah, like on my team, we have this, um, uh, um, oh, Carol is our efficiencies manager. And she was like, why? I'm doing the math. We've sent, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to them, we should get a cut of the percentage of the debt they're consolidating. And so we've now negotiated that, like, I think it was like 1.5 or 2%. It like, I don't even know what past quadrupled is, oh, like mm-hmm. the income that we make, you know? So we I get see. per person, you see what I mean? Or and if so you're it's like promoting like a checking, a savings account, yes, a percentage of the assets Yes, being say, because deposited. you're making a percentage of the assets being deposited. Say it again. Yes, they are. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. You know, and then sometimes they're like, "Oh no, Tiffany." I'm like, "Okay, go find somebody else. Go find some. Go pick somebody else. Go, we're busy over here." Yeah. Because here's the thing: when you have your, this is why for if you're an influencer, consider creating your own products or services, like Mandy has, like I have. Because Mandy, certainly, I know you make money from like partnerships and things, but you have your own Mandy money makers. You have your own product and service mm-hmm. because if not, you become basically a slave to whatever deal someone is going to give you because yeah. I can decide, right? I'm sure Mandy, you've had to decide, do I put my energy? Why should I give my energy to you for $4 a person when I can have someone sign up for the Literature Academy and keep the full $30 a month for myself per person? So yeah. I can only make so many ass of my audience. And so these are some of the things that the shifts that are happening in business. And, you know, as we get smarter, as we just like um, start to shift and transition, these are some of the conversations that are coming up. And, you know, these companies, they get uncomfortable when a sister be like, ah, 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 ooh, ooh, ah, 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 not too much on not trying to pay me. I'm not just so grateful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I've just had the benefit of watching you grow your business as well. But I, when I approached Mandy Money, uh, Mandy Moneymakers when I launched a couple of years ago, I always knew, yeah, of course, that's a nice thing to have as an influencer, you have mm-hmm. 
you know, brands that come to you because you've built your audience and they want to leverage it. And it can be, you know, financially lucrative. But for me, it was never, I never wanted to be just going after those little, you know, this brand deal, that brand deal, a few thousand bucks there, you know. Um, and even though I was paid like over 30K just to do an Instagram live one time, you know. Mm-hmm. I was excited that that was a good one. I negotiate that with your help. Thanks, Tiz. <laughs> <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> but hey, when you want me to agree to not go with anyone else for months, like to not go Girl. with any of your competitors for months, then yeah, can I get some income? Uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I, I just, those are my fun like little surprise nuggets, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, put this in the fund for the, you know, the, <laughs> for what? For taxes, <laughs> for taxes, <laughs> like for my dream house, it's coming. But yeah, so, but, but beyond that, you're right, you know, having your own products. And also I'm genuinely creating things that I want to fill a need that are useful yes. to people. So um, how did we get on this whole like, oh, the Writers Guild and all that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Creating your own thing instead of waiting absolutely. for everybody to just pay you. Mm-hmm. I got to pick your brain because I'm going to FinCon. Um, okay. I'm going on our anniversary trip to FinCon by myself. Aww. And I'm going to go and just have a, you know, I'm just going to have dinner for two, but your seat will be empty. And I'll just talk. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pour a little something out for the, short, for the, for the homie that's yeah. not here. <laughs> I know it's or your birthday week, and, but it's New Orleans. And it was yeah. where you oh. and I met. I know. So Took a walk. It is. Right? Sat by the river. It was so cute. <laughs> Just, you know, the origin. But I'm going and mm-hmm. um I'm doing a I'm doing a I'm hosting my own breakout session. And okay. it's and I pitched it months ago and I'm like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> but it's gonna be how to bank your brand, tips for okay. negotiating your contracts and negotiating your brand deals. So tip mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be downloading your your brain a little yeah, bit for of that course. too. Yes. Um, but let's get back to the BA buzz. Okay, so we talked about the government shutdown, the writers strike and actors strike. Let's talk about student loans. Girl, because all my friends are like, hey, October, instead of winter's coming, October's coming. Is it October 1st? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to find it said everything even says even on the, their website, like, like the government website, it says they will be due sometime in October. I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean that if we're doing really bad in the polls, we will extend it again? Girl. I don't know. Um, it's really, me, yeah, not so clear. I I hesitate to, I don't want to make it like, I mean, it is pretty partisan. But anyway, whether or not you support her, I feel like most of our listeners probably do. But AOC, Alexandria mm-hmm. Ocasio-Cortez, she actually launched a really great, very educational series, nonpartisan series, just on the facts mm. of what's going to happen um, when it comes to student loan payments resuming and even people may be eligible for forgiveness and not know it. So um, I'd love to drop a link to her, to, to her, to her <laughs> IG um, in our show notes. So you can, um, or if she has them like, you know, organized somewhere, but I, I was watching a few of those and they were hella helpful, even just for me to understand. Yeah. I'm in here just looking. It's I'm just trying to like, I'm on, literally on studentaid.gov and they're not as helpful as you would like them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, basically it says student loan interest will resume starting on um, on September 1st, 2023, and payments will be due starting in October. And maybe what they mean is that like, you know, everybody's payment date is different. Maybe like, mm-hmm. you know, if you normally pay. So maybe that's why. Um, we will communicate with borrowers from now on until their first payment due date. So that's what... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's so basically your interest has already started and payment whenever your normal pay date is. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Call your servicer. Call yes. them. See what's yeah. happening. Make sure you mm-hmm. got it hooked up to the right bank account. It's been three years, over three yeah. years at this point. Um, for the from this pause in student loan payments, I do have a little silver lining. If you're wondering, like those forgiveness programs, because AOC talks about that in her messages about you know you may be eligible for forgiveness or a debt cancellation, so you know look into um, what you know your potential eligibility is. One of my Mandy moneymakers. Um, I won't put her name out there, but we just talked the other day. She has worked for years um, for a community college and had over $200,000 worth of debt because she went to law school. When you look at this person's resume, I'm just like, wow, you love you some school. You're very smart. (laughs) But went to law school. She went to grad school, had all these degrees. Anyway, over $200,000. But because she had worked over, I forget, it's 10 years in public service. She got a letter the week after she was laid off from her job. She got laid off in May. Um, I just met her uh, this past September. But anyway, she got let go in May. And then like the week after she she said she prayed to God for like a sign that mm-hmm. he still had her back and that she was still in, you know, um, doing the right thing. And she got her loans forgiven through PSLF. Yeah. Yes, that was G-O-D. Yeah, All you know God. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, for those of you who are who are wondering if you're eligible, those things are still happening. So. You know, we can yeah. post something for some resources in the show notes. Yes. And yeah. And also don't, you know, don't forget to apply for things like income based repayment mm-hmm. um, that, you know, if your income has changed, because, you know, when all this came to effect, you know, this was during COVID. That was a few years ago. Also, you might have had a child. Maybe you have a little COVID baby, you know, <laughs> you know, when he was home, you know, getting it in and like you have a baby now that can also affect your what your income is, because it's not just your income. They also look at family size when when calculating what your income is. And so don't, you know, to Mandy's point, like I, there was a doctor who, um, uh, she was too, got her loans forgiven. And she said, if she would have had to pay all that back with interest and everything else, it was close to a million dollars. Like, wow. like if she would have like, you know, with the, with how many years and the interest pay, and she was just like, so wow. she didn't owe a million. She owed like maybe a few hundred thousand, but she was like, if I, had to pay them and finally pay them off at 40 or 50 or whatever, it would have been close to that. That's life changing. Yes. And this I is mean, a woman, she was in, she's in her fifties. So imagine, I mean, she's like, uh, there's no, I was going to die with this debt. Mm-hmm. It's 200 something thousand. Yeah. Uh, so, mm, well, if you're a little, that just affects start. everything. I don't think people realize that when it comes to like, you know, your debt, it affects whether or not you can purchase a home you know, because they take that into consideration. Your debt income, I mean, your debt, um, your your debt to income ratio is like the second most important number to your credit. You know, when you're Getting looking to purchase car. a home, getting a car. You know, like it affects your credit overall. Like I know one of my mentees, she's a, an attorney, but right before she got her first job, she was so scared because her credit wasn't good, and they told her that they factored in credit. Hmm. You know, yeah, some employers can do that, and then some yeah, states. yeah, especially if you're so. like in a finance. Kind of oh space. yeah, girl, girl. They're like, no, you're not handling this money with your 500 credit score. <laughs> They're like, gonna be siphoning off money. <laughs> so make sure you call your, you get your. Who's you not worried about student debt is Coco Goff. Did you see that interview she gave? First of all, <laughs> I for, I love it for her that she didn't even know how to say the word debt. She's like, I don't have debts. She's what pronouncing it with a B. <laughs> She was like, I'm so unfamiliar with this word. I can't even pronounce it. She's like, I'm 19. I'm like, girl, 19-year-olds have debts too. Yeah. Um, And she was like, you know, thankfully my parents, because my parents, 
So for those of you who don't know, Coco, after obviously she won um, the U.S. Open, U.S. Open, right? U.S. Open, mm-hmm. um, and right, and she she was on live, you know, just talking to the people. And um, when you win your um, your her prize money just for that particular um, tournament is three million dollars. Mm-hmm. And she was live, and someone said, "What are you going to do with your three million dollars? Are you going to pay down some debt?" And she was like, "Debts? I don't, <laughs> I don't. I'm unfamiliar with debts." She literally yeah, said, "I don't, I don't have debts." And she was just like, "But I love that for her mm-hmm. because you know that one, her parents have been able to one. I, I mean, we see the three million, but Coco has made. I think I read someplace like something like eighteen million dollars this year, just endorsements and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so." Um, that's one thing. Um, and I love the fact she's like, I still live at home with my parents. I said, yes. Yeah. Yes, parents. Keep her close. But if you, you know? if even if you do want to go to college, and I'm not saying that you need to, because like, hey, uh, the PR <laughs> campaign, the, they need a PR team, the whole four-year college they degree do. people. Um, but anyway, because the, the, the messaging is that it's maybe not worth it <laughs> as much as people want you to believe. But um, if you know a sport, like... If you if you know a sport or you play an intr- instrument like that can really pay your way through college. And I think mm-hmm. I'm realizing that, that, you know, now that I have a kid and I think about I'm listening to like how you can get college tuition paid for if you have a sport. I mean, you know, a real sport, not the Hollywood actors who, you know, <laughs> bribe people to say that their child is Girl. a professional rower or <laughs> lacrosse player, whatever. Um, I'm like, Rio, what will your sport be? <laughs> is Lego building a sport? <laughs> I play tennis, honestly. My sister Lisa got a, um, a full scholarship to um, Temple with a tennis scholarship because she was number oh, one nice. in the States in, in doubles when she played. And then okay. she decided after freshman year, I don't like it. So she dropped the team. And just and dropped like, her scholarship? I was like, you know those are combined. She's like, well, won't daddy just pay for it? I'm like, oh my God. Oh. I know. So Start we, p- pulling your weight. You know what I'm saying? You I mean, we all weight. just had to sit down. And my dad was considering it. And as we all said, no, you bring your ass back home. Mm. She's like, I don't understand. She was like, I was like, listen, you can't quit the thing. I didn't like the coach. I was like, well, then you mm. must. Cause she loved Philly. And that's what she went to Temple. Well, this is I the baby like, Lisa. Yeah. This oh, is baby Lisa. She tried it. I know Y'all she knew too did. much at that point. <laughs> you so already the budgetista by then, girl. I was like, <laughs> "Well, then you your behind is coming home," and she did, mm-hmm. and she went to Rutgers, and she really was like mad at us for a while because we told our dad, "No, do not pay out of pocket," mm-hmm. because that doesn't make sense. You're gonna pay out of pocket. You're gonna have to pay out of pocket anyway, but at least let it be in state because we live in New Jersey. Amen. You know, so she had to come home. I was like, "You big dummy! You could have been in Philly living it up with all the neo soul life, and you're back home." <laughs> In this strict household where you can't do nothing. Philly's you know? not so that she learned far her lesson. Jersey. And what'd you say? Philly's not that far from Jersey. Well, yeah. Well, the, I guess because, you know, it's one thing she lived on campus because when she had to go to Rutgers, she lived home. Right. Yeah. You know, and plus, too, like, you know, just, yeah, well, you know, Lisa had to learn. <laughs> and she did. But I was so shocked that my dad was like, I guess I'll pay. We were like, no. Are you crazy? No. Mm. She was so nonchalant. I remember my dad was like, do you see this bill? Her credit card, her first credit card bill, $400 at CVS. <laughs> at CVS? Yo, I said, Lisa, what could you possibly, when what I tell did you. What she buy? All the, I was like, because you know how, I'm sure there are things you could buy at the supermarket way cheaper, but I'm Lisa sure. was like, girl, yeah. why should I be worrying about things like that? I she was like, Daddy, dollars for you? a toothbrush? I mean, <laughs> Yo, Lisa was something else. Raising that girl was something. Else. By then, my parents <laughs> were so tired. So it was on us. Yes. We was just like, get over here. <laughs> Even so now, I'm funny. still raising her at 34. <laughs> <laughs> her big age. Oh, man. 
All right. Any more buzzy BA, BA buzz material for me? I can't um, think. You know, I always like, this is just, I mean, this was out like a while ago, but I just recently, um, what's his name? Um, oh, he's, he's married to Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade. Wade yeah. Okay. Had this like interview where, I don't know, it, it, this, it's not really about him, but it kind of sparked back up for me when we learned, do you remember when Gabrielle Union said that she and Dwayne split the bills 50, 50? Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about that? Possibly. Okay. I was going to say, like, what do you think about that? Like, you know, like, because he's significantly wealthier than her, like 300 million or something like that, his net worth, oh, really? and she's 30 million. Okay. Yeah. Like, she's 30 million. So, no, I mean, she, she, obviously, she's, it's wealth on wealth, but mm-hmm. it's a huge difference to split 50 50. And it was because I think one day Dwayne said something about my house and my this, my that. And she's like, oh, we're going to stop all that, my, my stuff. We going 50 50. Uh, yeah. Yes. But um, I'm like, yeah. I hate that for her. <laughs> I, do, I do hate that for her. You know, um, I think when relationships with disparate income, it is, I think that you want to, you want to believe, okay, I'm going to, this is for us. It's all for us mm-hmm. until the other person wants to do something that's out of alignment with your values. Yeah. And I speak from experience until yes. the other person decides they want things like a Tesla. And yes, three thousand dollar custom suits. Why or or Denali? You know, in the case of Jarrell Drake Smith, Denali is that a big old truck thing? Big old nasty truck. Because you know he was six six. (laughs) I used to be like, he was like, when you come home from this trip, it's gonna be Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a Denali. I'm like, they're dead. Yeah, (laughs) that is when it becomes real hard. That's when you want to pull that whole card. Well, who gonna pay for it? My therapist says that's not okay to do that. It's not okay. Um, It's okay. And like other people. But yeah, I think in that case, I think uh, the story about you and Jarrell that you shared multiple times is like how he, like you wanted to keep your lifestyle a certain level so that he could always, you know, contribute and all of that. Yeah. And I, I think that that's great, but I also feel like, you know, um, I would never want someone to be able to tell me no. So that's why I'm always going to have mine. Oh, yeah. At always mm-hmm. and like 50 50 is so literal like i doubt they're sitting down yes. and he's like the mortgages their mortgage is probably like thirty thousand dollars i don't know yeah. where's your fifteen thousand and five yeah. cents you know yeah. i doubt that but knowing that if we're going to do something we're going to do it together and we both need to be on the same page about it that's that's the hard stuff as a couple yeah and just navigating that like i like one it was i think it was a little easier and maybe for you too because you when you and, and Enrique got together, were you kind of making the same financially or? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know what he was making. I know I was maybe like 50K. I think I was making a little bit more, but he was very okay. early in his government days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might have and still so in the mail room then. I don't know. He's worked his way up. <laughs> when I because I'm trying to think, well, when, obviously y'all know when I met Jarrell, I was a preschool teacher. He was a maintenance man, so he was neck and neck basically. I was making thirty nine. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, we stopped seeing each other. And then when we started to date a little bit, when I was in my thirty, my early, early, early thirties, um, I think I was like twenty nine, thirty. I was making nothing because I had just started the budgetista, and I was basically on unemployment. And you know, he was mm-hmm. well into working for housing, and I don't know, maybe he was making forty or fifty. I don't even know. Um, and then at 34, we started dating, um, like for real, for real, I was making six figures in gross in business, but probably taking home about 50 or 60. So we were kind of neck and neck, you know, at that time Mm. when I, when I actually moved in with him, I was 34. Um, 
And so, yeah, in the halfway hood, we were living, but he paid all the bills. So, because I moved in with him and I said, do you want me to go half? Because it was a halfway hood. So, and um, he worked for um, housing and he was like on call. So they had him, they had, we had a really nice townhouse, but it was still housing property. So our rent was only 920, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, do you want me to go half? He was like, it's, I got it. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I didn't have a car note. He did. So he could t- t- continue to pay his own bills. And so he just basically took care of all the bills, you know, what he was already taking care of when I moved in. Mm-hmm. And then it allowed me without having to worry about bills to really grow the budget nista and like then like in, within two years of living there, you know, it went from six figures annually to seven figures, not me take home, but the business. So now I'm now making six figures take home and then more. And so I think that made it a little easier because it wasn't like how I am now trying to navigate dating where it's like, I, you know, can make, and I've made seven figures take home, multiple seven figures take home, at least high six figures take home. And not with, it's not like whoever I date now, we've built this together. Yeah. You know? So with Jarrell, because people are like, oh, how'd you make it work? I'm like, yeah, but you have to understand, mm-hmm. he met me preschool teacher, Tiffany. I never, ever once felt like he's only here. Why? Because when I was a preschool teacher, he was like, one day she's going <laughs> to randomly start a financial <laughs> Get on the ground floor. <laughs> exactly. So that was easier. And so, but now it is kind of like challenging because certainly, mm. you know, there are guys that I've gone out with who, you know, make way, way, way less. And, you know, like there are a couple guys I've dated that make more, you know? And so, and I, I'm still navigating like what, like where, where the line is for me, you know, mm-hmm. because I haven't had to navigate that. Cause like, I, I didn't care with Jarrell. I'm like, whatever we, you know, I built this essentially because you've been here to support me. And then we just navigated accordingly. Um, and by the time it really blew up, I was able to say, okay, you could continue to pay the bills. I will save and invest for us. And that's what I I did, you know. But with somebody who doesn't contribute to my household, it's like, what? I don't know what the girlies who make like really good money when they're in the dating like space, you know. Because I think I read a statistic that said, because I mean, I prefer black men, Um that like less than 8% of black men make over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm. And so it's like less than 8%. Well, the thing is like, I don't, I feel it's very different. You're just in such a huge, hugely different phase. There's no way, even if you met Superman today that you probably would have approached it the same, Yes. you know, no, like yeah. no one's ever going to be able to go back with you and your, you know, late twenties, early thirties, building your business and Jarrell yes. y'all, when you were in that mindset you, where you didn't know things were going and like, you're mm-hmm. never going to operate from that space again. I kind of feel like I don't even, and how soon would it even be? I know that you're dating, but I feel like you're really far away from living yeah. with someone partnership or, yeah yeah well i don't think i'm to split bills yes i don't know that yeah. i i mean i guess you never know but i guess yeah. i'm just thinking because even as you're dating i feel like you want to be mindful like this could possibly especially at this age it'd be one thing if mm. i was 21 i mean to be candid the guys who are dating now are not dating casually not that that's not what i found mm. you know they're dating with the intention of like if not marriage like deep partnership and so i'm kind of like well how does that look? You know, because it's not me. I mean, you know me. I'm in my Target's best always. Like this, you know, little you know, Amazon outfit. So it's not even that. It's just if I'm going to go on a nice vacation, you know, I'll allow my Amex points. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm still about to be there. Still, I'm still flying business and still staying in a nice hotel. And I'm like, 
who who paying for you? <laughs> you oh, like should you pay for them or not? Um. Yeah, well, I mean, or not. But, or not. But, you know, but meaning like, what does that, you know, or as those change your expectation for vacation so that they can equally contribute? Yeah, but I don't want to buy economy anymore. <laughs> like, you know, so that's the kind of things that like, I kind of, I mean, it hasn't come up yet because I've not traveled with anyone or whatever. But, you know, as you're dating, I'm just like, I'm thinking about that now where, you know, before I spoke, no, I wouldn't mind dating somebody who made less. I'm like, no, you're talking about Jarrell. Mm-hmm. That was a very specific, we came up together. Mm-hmm. This is different, you know? Like, yeah, so I don't know. It's just like, it's just something that I've just been thinking about as I'm dating like all these different ranges. Like, you know, the, there's one guy, he was a teacher. I mean, teachers make a solid, you know, but not a ton. Because my rule used to be before, you have to be able to make enough to take care of yourself and your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. That's like at the bare bones. Make enough to take care of yourself and your responsibilities. Um, but now it's like, does that have to really change? Because that might mean that you can't go on a trip with me because you have just enough to take care of yourself and your responsibilities, but nothing excess, you know? Mm-hmm. Or um, does it get awkward? Like, you know, like, you know, I have this beautiful condo. Wait till you see it, Mandy. Like, it's just coming along, like, beautifully. Oh, my gosh. It's giving wealth. Um, <laughs> my, even my most cynic sisters are like, oh, my God. Right? <laughs> and so, like, when you come over, are you going to feel intimidated by that? Yeah. You know? Um, or are you going to think, like, the thing? Because I'm really simple. Like, I, I love a poem and a card and tulips from Whole Foods. Or are you going to think that you have to, like, spend a whole lot of money in order to, like, I don't know. These are just things that have just been coming up of, like, where I am. And I just never thought about that before. And also too, not that most men are not gold diggers, but you think about that. Like, is that a thing that you'll get like a guy who was like, hoo-hoo, hopefully she'll pay for things. I, I find most men are not like that. I'm assuming, mm. but I don't know. I haven't been in a dating pool long enough to be like, you know, what's the temperature? Are there gold digger guys? Is that like a, is there an uptick? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they exist. Don't get your shoes stolen on a Tinder date. Like, home real day. Girl. <laughs> on TikTok. I feel like you are a perfect partner. Your p- ideal partner is out there. And I don't know. I think you're going to figure it out. I feel like, yeah. and you're going to tell a very unique story of how it worked for you. Yeah. And anyone who's listening on a similar journey or in a similar place, like the, everyone's puzzle piece is shaped different, you know, like the, yeah. the jigsaw of the relationship and the life. I just, I choose optimism in terms of you're too fabulous, too bright, shiny, spectacular with your big life. You know, if you if you so choose to share it with someone, you're too fabulous not to, and they will rise to that occasion. There will be someone. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel. Because a world where that doesn't happen just don't make sense to me. <laughs> I'm not in a bit like I said. The good thing much. I'm not in a rush, right? I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm like, wow, is this what y'all been doing out here in these streets, navigating? Just, I like being inside the house. <laughs> You know, your husband can work your nerve, but you're like, it's it's the nerve I know. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me that. Yeah, it is cold out there. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Plus, I'd be dating with kids. Though. It's cute when you're a guy, but when you're a woman, I don't think you put that on your profile. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's always crazy to me when I see guys. I'm like, oh, my baby's six months. I'm like, oh, sir, you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need you to focus. Focus. <laughs> Oh, All right, well, yes. <laughs> well, let's take, take a break. A, yeah, let's take a quick break. And as a reminder, please share, like, follow, subscribe to the BA podcast and tell a friend to tell a friend. Our show can only grow if you guys continue to share um, and let others know about us. So tag us, text your friend a link to the show, go to mm-hmm. apple.com slash brown ambition and hit follow. 
Leave us a review. Thank you. So if you got a really nice brother, hit me in the DM. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> kidding, kind of. Get him to review? Okay. No, um, kidding, kind of. <laughs> Tiff, I don't think you want all of that, okay? I'm just joking, kind okay. of. <laughs> all right, we'll be back in a moment. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Security. Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show 
will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash brown ambition. Just go to indeed.com slash brown ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash brown ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire, you need Indeed. And we're back for the, wait, no, no. And now it's time. Wait, no, no. Damn it. Why can't I remember? Booster break. Our, um, yes. Booster and break now it's booster. time to boost up, break up, boost up, break up, boost up, break. <clears throat> Are you going to boost? Are you going to break? What you going to do? What you going to say? Mandy, are you going to boost a break? You want to go first, second? Mine is like a light, light boost. Oh, I'm going to boost because I was just okay. listening to an interview with Leslie Jones of SNL Ghostbusters comedic fame. And I didn't really know too much about her, about her backstory, but um, her memoir, uh, Leslie mm. Ethan Jones, I can say <laughs> it. I was listening to her on NPR, so she had to keep saying Ethan, but it's Leslie fucking Jones has her new memoir coming out. And I just thought it was so her interview was so great. And she's so, you know, she tells a story about how both of her parents passed away within six months of each other. And because they didn't have life insurance, she worked a gig during her father's funeral so that she could pay for it. Oh my God. Like in Amsterdam or something like that. Um, but I just think and talk about a story of your journey is on your own timeline because she didn't really hit it big till she was in her 40s, you know? Yeah. Um, and she's in her 50s now. And on top of being hilarious, I just think it's a great just a great story and she's fabulous and there's one quote that has continued to stick with me from and it's a quote that she took from god dang who was that comedian cat williams he told mm-hmm. her apparently when she was start, when she was like you know building her career and, and stand up he said stop working from a place of desperation and you'll get bigger gigs mm. and she's like what do you mean How can, I'm, I'm desperate i'm broke as a joke i am desperate he's like no but you're making decisions out of desperation saying yes to things that are not worthy of mm. you saying yes to things that are small and um i just love that that quote and it reminded me why like when i got back from maternity leave i had a couple of speaking engagements that i just that were i don't know like they were they were fine, but I'm in this, I'm in this like very intense reaping period. We talked about that before. I'm reaping. I'm writing mm-hmm. my book. I'm trying to be really, really um, particular about what I do. And I said no. And I was like, but that's thousands and thousands of dollars that you're just mm-hmm. going to say no to. Yeah. I just, <laughs> mm-hmm. just, and I was ashamed, not ashamed, but I was scared to like, I didn't want to tell my husband about it because he would have been like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) But I just said, I'm going to save space for a bigger and better. I'm going to save space for the thing that I can't say no to. And if I say yes to these things that I can say no to, I'm giving up what limited extra energy I have. Mm -hmm. And within a couple of weeks, an incredible opportunity came my way. I get to partner with um, a a former partner of mine or, you know, one I haven't worked with in a while. That is not just more money, but so much better aligned. Like when I read the email, I was like, I'm grinning from ear to ear. I want to do this thing. You know, like I would love to do this. So um, I love that. Yeah. So thank you to Kat Williams and Leslie Jones (laughs) for (laughs) making me think about that. But yeah, check out her 
memoir. And I'm for sure going to get the audiobook because you know it's going to be hilarious. Oh my God. Actually, that's a really good idea because, yeah, some audiobooks you just have to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to boost as well. I know we haven't broken in a while, but I'm like, whatever. Um, I'm going to boost. Um, uh, well, yes. So I, but you can't tell now because, you know, I beat my face slightly, but. I, I don't know. I've just broken out the last couple of weeks and my face was like, and you know, especially as a brown skin, brown skin girl, you break out. Then all of a sudden you have spots that like, like, you know, cause because we have more melanin, mm. like the spots are darker and last forever, Hyper you know? And I just was literally, so maybe this is a boosty breaky. I was really frustrated because, you know, so much, like I literally was like, oh, I've, I've heard of all of these like, um, great, uh, tools and things that you can use, like skincare things for for your skin. So actually, I went to Sephora today and was looking at this company called Ola Henderson, something like Anyway, they have this brightening stick and every shade was tan, tanner, orangey tan, brownie tan. I was like, and I remember the, the woman, bless her heart, I was like, are these, is there a clear? I wasn't even looking for brown. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, no, I think it all comes in one color. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And then so there was this orangey one and I swatched it on my arm and she was like, maybe if you blend it in, I'm like, no. And I shouldn't have to. And I was really frustrated. I was like, uh, are there no products for like hyperpigmentation and, and dark spots for like black skin? So I, as I stood in the Sephora, I Googled best products for black skin and hyperpigmentation. Hyperpigmentation is like, um, just like darkness on dark skin, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this brand and it seemed too good to be true. It was like, they had all the things and I was like, it's called Coco Rose. And I was like, hmm, this seems too good to be true. And I'm like, the reason why it's too good to be true is because I had no idea it was made by a black woman. Mm. Because all of the things that I was having issue with, I'm like, how does this person know? <laughs> how do they know black skin so well? And I was like, oh my gosh. So... Um, I am so excited because so co- literally I just ordered today. Um, so the founder of Coco Rose Beauty, her name is Charlo Coco Green. Um, she developed what they call like a K beauty brand, which is, um, Korean beauty. And so it's not only backed by science because Kore- Korean beauty brands are known to be backed by science, but created specifically for like, for, for K Korean beauty, obviously it's for Korean people and they have specific skin issues, but she's made something specifically for black and brown women. Um, she suffered from acne over for over 20 years. And when I tell you, if you follow her on or follow Coco Beauty on IG, it is hilarious. So I don't know how many non-brown or black people know this, but like I have dark ass armpits. Like every yeah. black woman, I'm, that's just, it's just a thing. And then between your thighs, right next to your cootie cat, um, it gets dark <laughs> there too, yeah. you know? And it's just... I mean, you know, that's just, we, there's extra melanin under your arm, between your legs. It's just, that's how it goes. And she has like these, like a magic stick that helps with like, um, ingrown hairs that helps with like, um, hyperpigmentation there. It was just, mm. I could have wet, when I say wept, all the things, all the challenges that I face as a black woman when it comes to skin. Cause usually my skin is fine, but every once in a while it's not. It was like, here's a black woman that clearly is like, <laughs> these are black women's issues. And plus, you know, who doesn't want to, as a black woman, of course I want to, I'd rather support a black yeah. woman on brand. I just didn't I know say, that. Did Brianna have something? That's all I can think of when I think of like a black, <laughs> and, black beauty brand. Honestly, 
I don't know. And also, too, you have to understand that Rihanna is not. She is fair. She skin. like it's it's owned by LVMH, like the largest you know luxury brand. So having um like skincare created by Black women mm. for Black women, just like you know, I just was really happy. Like you know, because I was in my, like I was like who who owns this because they're saying all the right buzzwords. Who what Black lady told them about our issues? And so yeah, so it's Coco C O C O Coco Rose Beauty. They're not you know sponsoring anything. I just was so delighted. First disgusted, that's my my break uh, that by the fact that there was like nothing, nothing specifically for me, you know, because I like we tend to have um, sensitive skin, razor bumps are more prevalent. There's certain things that you just, you know, that you have to find a thing specifically for you and we're always having to make do. And I hate that. They're always having to make do and making an orange if I blended it work. I'm like, no, I want something mm-hmm. for me. Um, In the beauty so, industry, yes. I'm dark skinned. Like that's yes. about as deep as it goes. <laughs> Which is my privilege. So I bought like a bunch of stuff and I'm just like, yeah, I can't wait. So when you see me glowing, I mean, I'm glowing now just because, you know, I did a little bit a beat. Um, but when you see me glowing for real without the beat, you're going to be like, oh, I'm like Coco Beauty. Coco Rose. <laughs> yeah, Coco Rose Beauty. I'm said Coco Beauty. I'm like, Lord knows I'll be messing up. In the- <laughs> like Coco Butter? No, Coco Beauty. <laughs> no, see, K-O-K-O, Coco Rose Official is the Instagram account. Go K-O-K-O ahead on. K-O-K-O and- or C-O-C-O? Yeah. K-O-K-O. Oh. Coco Rose. Yeah. Official. Yep. Got it. I will check them out. Yeah. Check them out. You know, so I'll, you know, as as I start to use them, I'll give you some update to see like, did I like, first of all, I love the fact they have women literally legs straight up in the air, rubbing it between their legs. Like, (laughs) yeah, you already know, you know, you black here. (laughs) Yo, her marketing is just top didn't. I know I had, but I didn't know it was a problem I could solve. So I just never thought about it. (laughs) I know. I'm like, whatever. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, you mean there's a magic stick I can rub here? Okay. Like I just, yeah. So I'm just excited to try it because the before and after pictures on black and brown skin, just unmatched. So she's got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Tiff. All right, BA fam. We're going to bid you adieu, but do not go far because you will hear from us on Friday. All right. Yes. Download the BA Q&A episode. And don't forget, share this episode. Like, subscribe, go to apple.com slash brown ambition mm-hmm. and make sure that you follow us and share with a friend. Okay. And while you're there, leave us a review. Well, it's not too much to ask, right? I mean, come on. That's great content. Just Throw us some bones, okay? <laughs> and maybe we'll review. We're gonna maybe we should start reviewing. Like, um, read our favorite review, like at the end or right before um boosty break. You know, just so let's we can shout it. out people who. Shit, let's do one too. right now. Why not? Okay, do one. Yeah, pick one. I'm gonna do one right now next because week I actually one. get little um, I get little up, I get little emails with our rankings, and they usually feature the newest review review okay all right tarak 4500 said wherever you are in your financial journey you can definitely get some gems out of this podcast that was the most recent brown ea2 says i love listening because it's so much more than a podcast about money tiffany and mandy are so real and personable i appreciate their candidness (laughs) and vulnerability they offer so much useful advice i love it I can keep going, but those were just top two. Ooh, leave us a review. We could we might shout you out. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until until Friday. Bye. 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 
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.